Hey, welcome back to uh, Devo Diddy Vision. This is your boy Clayburn Jackson. Today I wanted to speak to you in regard to uh, my physical health and how that played into my mental health journey. Uh, and a large part of my physical health goes out to this uh, man by the name of Funk Roberts. He is a master metabolic conditioner trainer. Um, also an MMA strength condition coach. And I give him a lot of credit for this journey here. And uh, if he listens, a salute to you, sir, um, as he played a huge part in this whole journey. I was one of those people who at the time was a certified gym rat. I would only work out in gyms. I could never work out at home, working out at home, which is completely out of the question. Like everybody else, I had bought gym equipment to put in the house. A lot of it ended up just having my clothes hung on it or kicked to the curb or I'd mess with it once or twice if it was raining, but that was never really my thing. Well, you tie everything into kind of where my mental health issues came into play. My mom passed away. I had to move to a different area, set up shop elsewhere with me and my son. And I never truly took on the feelings of the loss for my mom. So I never really addressed the fact that I was depressed and was going through you know, grief and so forth. So you fast forward a little bit into it and we come across this whole thing in 2020 with COVID and quarantine. So for a gym rat who used the gyms as his therapy, because at that time going to the gym was my therapist. I would go in the gym and I might be there for an hour or two. Oddly enough, working out, not really efficiently working out, but I was still a body in motion. Now, that was one way to mask some of the issues that I was dealing with. The bad part about it was my diet and nutrition was terrible also because I was dealing with so much so that when I wasn't working out, I would be at home eating, which is just off the wall, eating whatever I felt like I wanted to eat. So once this whole quarantine thing hit with COVID and the world goes into lockdown, For somebody who's a gym rat, your whole world really shuts down because now there's no outlet. There's no place to go. There's no place to be. You can't work out any longer. So what do you do? So for me, that just turned into a worse situation mentally and physically because I had no place to release. Uh, At that time, I might have had like, I don't know, like a gym set or a dumbbell set. Um, I gave away all the other equipment because when I moved, I moved into a smaller area. So I gave away some of the things, the treadmills and punching bags, things of that nature. Now, to tie into that, I've also been uh, involved in Muay Thai and boxing for, was my son is 20, I'd probably say a good 12, 13 years of my life has been involved with uh, Muay Thai, mixed martial arts, boxing. So you take all these outlets away from somebody who's already dealing with grief. Now you just find yourself sitting still, just sitting stagnant, eating whatever you could probably get your hands on so at a healthy weight I would say I walked around probably about 225 on a a healthy scale and I was kind of like still above where I probably should be but I was still active in counting calories and so forth but by the time this whole COVID thing takes place depression's taking place I'm now walking around around 265 health issues borderline sleep apnea um It was terrible, man. It was a terrible point of my life, along with the depression and grief that I was feeling also. So I found myself where I couldn't sleep. I could eat. 
found myself drinking more, just a bunch of unhealthy habits that I was dealing with. So Funk Roberts, I originally found out about Funk Roberts probably about 10 years back, if if not even a little bit further. I always watched his MMA videos um, as he was an MMA fitness, uh, fitness conditioner back then. So at the time, I was still doing MMA and, and Muay Thai. So some of his drills would be effective. So for those days you go in this open gym, you utilize some of those skills that you would see from there. It kind of like incorporated into your own workout. Now he had this one workout and it came out a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. And it was a treadmill workout, the treadmill finishers. And that was one that I really, really enjoyed. So if I had nothing else with no other time, I would go to the gym. I would do the treadmill finishers. Uh, and I, sometimes I would double or triple them up just to get a good cardio session and to start my morning and let that be the reason. So that's kind of a little backstory of how I know him. Cause I know him mainly in the beginning as funk MMA. And it's funny cause years later I find out that he's Canadian. But when I first learned about funk Roberts, I thought that he was from New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's kind of, and I don't know why I thought he was from New York. I don't know if it was because of the way he wore his hat. Uh, I think I might have saw him a few times in the beginning. He might have been in some gyms in New York or he would bring up MMA fighters that were in New York. So I think I just kind of pigeonholed him like, oh, he must be from New York City uh, for whatever reason, some part of New York. And uh, I find out many years later, after really following him and getting into his programs, find out many years later that he's from Canada. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> like, that's that's cool. It's different. So. Through him, I've learned a lot about Canada. That's actually one of the places I want to kind of go visit at some point because it's, it's very different. But uh, anyhow, so I realized that I'm following him in his treadmill finishers. And that was one of the things that I started kind of communicating back and forth to him about some of those things. And he had the Facebook groups and so forth. Started communicating back and forth with him on that. And the thing I liked about Funk Roberts with his programs and the way that he interacts, he really interacts with the people. He doesn't just do something on YouTube and then leave it and walk away. So when he comes through, now I'm saying that to say this, by the time COVID gets started and we go into this quarantine, I kind of like, I've been following him to the point where I trust his workouts and I trust what he says because the results that I would get from my conditioning following his treadmill workouts. And so I was like, okay, he comes up on the screen one day on YouTube, matter of fact, and he was saying how he was, you know, a 30 day program he had came up with for um, everybody being quarantined in home workouts. You could do them in the space of your own home. You don't need a whole lot of room. You don't need any weights. So by this point, I'm up to 265 pounds. I might have been 270. So I might be being a little bit of dishonest on that weight. It could have been could have been 275. But I know when I really looked at the scale once it was 265. So I start this journey. And for me, you have to do things sometimes to get you out of your comfort zone. Being a gym rat, trying to work out in the house, that was so far out of my comfort zone that it was insane. It was one of the craziest things I was trying to do. And to some people, it's probably like, oh, this is weird. Why is it so hard to work out in the house? But me, I'm a people person and I feed off the energy of those that are around me. So if you lock me away and kind of isolate me, I'm not one of those people that just likes that isolation. I like to be around and just feed off of the energy. So now I'm sitting here trying to think to myself, 
how am I going to do in-house workouts? This is so, so freaking crazy. But the thing about Funk and his programs is he's also like a life coach, you could say, because he gets into things more than just working out. So for someone who's going through some already mental uh, health issues underlying, and I wouldn't even say that I truly had accepted the fact that I was dealing with depression, because when you're depressed, you still kind of try and fight it and just kind of shift it towards other things and say, oh, no, that's not the reason, you know. And then, of course, you have the stigma that people put on you that when you start saying that you're depressed and you need help, it's a certain stigma like, oh, something's wrong. So at that time, I wasn't able to embrace that. But Funk Roberts, he had like, what was it? I think it was uh, 10 rules. I want to say 10 factors that would help you. Uh, get results and so forth with the program or 10 factors to get your mind right and change your mindset uh, while you're trying to get these workouts done. So uh, I think some of the ones you had there where you had to, to break your negative thoughts. That was one of the things he practiced is you had to break your negative thoughts, um, establish new healthy behaviors. Um, you have to establish them at your own pace because you're only competing with yourself. Identify it identify your uh, reason for wanting to make the change. That was one of them. Identify the reasons for wanting to make your change. Set goals and have a plan. Establish a routine. And I tell you what, the establish a routine thing became so easy because with his program, he'll give you, once you sign up in there, it's uh, 12 months of workouts at that time, those 12 months. But each one came with everyday instructions, meal plans, coaching calls, emails, the whole bit. So for somebody who's struggling mentally and trying to find a way, this was, this was perfect. This was idea. Um, and there's still, uh, you have to stop finding excuses. Um, stay outside of your comfort zone. Again, me trying to work out at home, extremely out of my comfort zone, uh, make a commitment. And he starts you off with just 30 days. And for me, 30 days to focus on anything was, was truly helpful because it, it took my attention off of other things. So I kind of was like, if I can make myself focus on doing something and dedicating my time for 30 days, mentally, I need the challenge and physically my body needs the challenge. So that alone was one of the big things. I was like, okay, 30 days. You know, I'd spoken to before in one of my podcasts that 30 days uh, some people argue 30 days you can make a habit some people say it's just beginning the habit but anything you can do for 30 days in a row is positive so however you want to take it but 30 days will get you on the right path if it doesn't set you into a set habit now I say that because 30 days I've now celebrated a year of following this program so yeah you can say that's a habit or now it's just a lifestyle he also said every day you're supposed to take 10 minutes and visualize Success. Visualize yourself at the end. Visualize yourself standing there at the end and that you've won or completed this whole process. And then, of course, surround yourself with positive people. So I was able to work through a whole, whole lot of that. And you'll probably hear the paper ruffling. This one's like a very raw and uncandid moment right here. <laughs> Can you dig it? Um, but it was a lot of those things that went into his program that just worked out. So you figure now. I commit for 30 days to this whole program. And during that time frame, it, it kind of worked out perfectly because at the same time, my job has sent me home. So I was able to just wake up, walk out into my living room, get started. Now, 
I finished my 30 days and the results were great. I was starting to feel better. I was feeling more like myself. I continued with the program. Well, along with doing the program, I also acknowledge the fact that I do need to go back and receive more counseling, more mental health counseling, as I'm not anywhere near perfect at this point. I'm still struggling with dealing with a lot of things. I'm still struggling with the stress at work on top of the situation in the world and all these other issues that are just on top of each other. But now I at least I'm starting to get my physical health back in order. Blood pressure is going down. My weight's going down. The sleep apnea issues that I was dealing with, I'm no longer dealing with as much because I've actually lost a few pounds. And I want to say in that first workout, I want to say by the time I was done with that first 30 days, I went from 265. and I think I probably came down to maybe 240 at that point. But it was a substantial loss of weight from that dedication of just focusing on that 30 day workout program. So now we get down into maybe about August. So I started doing this in April. So May, June, July, August. So four months in, four months in is when I decided to go on a journey for my mental health. And I went into the intensive outpatient program. So while I'm doing that and I'm still committed to my Funk Roberts workouts and the way that it all kind of went hand in hand, I would get up in the morning, get my workout in right before it was time for me to start my therapy session during these. Now, this is another 30 day commitment. So during these 30 days, I'm off from work completely. And this is when I'm first starting to really learn about self-care and how you have to take care of yourself, because it's, no matter where you work, if you don't own that business, a job is a job. If you fall out and can't come back, that's nothing more than them to pull in an applicant and saying, hey, there's a position open. Come fill it. They're not going to miss you. It's just the way it is. They're not going to miss you. So what I started learning from being in therapy and taking that time off was put yourself first. It's okay to say no and really focus on getting yourself together, getting your mind right, because Mind you, I still have a son that's in college. So for his sake and my sake, I have to start putting those things first in priority and then putting everything else will fall into place. Your relationship with your job and so forth will all fall into place, but you have to first take care of yourself. So incorporating therapy, real mental health therapy at an intense level and those workouts together, it became a beautiful marriage. Because I would get up in the morning and see, this is the thing. One of the things he spoke on was you have to have a routine. Now, his workouts are already broke down. They give you a structure of every day, what you're going to do, how long it's going to be in, as he likes to say, get it done. So for me, my normal routine, when I'm at work, when I'm not at work, get up at 430 in the morning by 445, five o'clock. I'm awake. I've already taken my, uh, my morning supplements. I'm good to go. I get my workout in. Then I start work at six. That wasn't just for 30 days. This has been my routine since, man, for years. That was my normal workout routine. I was upset when gyms started opening at five and six because for me, I like to get in the gym work out at five be done in time to get to work so when some of them started changing their time frames until six and so forth i almost went back to 24-hour fitness so that's how dedicated i've been for years so it wasn't just something 
new with that schedule, but the thing that was new was having something to do every day because there was days I'd go to the gym by myself and I had no real structure. So I would just go through a couple of things, gym hop, equipment hop, treadmill, dumbbells, bench, just kind of bounce around. So now with his program and his structure and so forth that's there, every day there's something that you do. And the crazy part about it is I'm four months in and I've completely adjusted to being able to work out at home, which was something I could never do. I think I probably did it once in my 20s and I'm 48 now. So once in my 20s, maybe 30s, early 30s, I was able to work out in the house. And I'm not even sure what the circumstance was. It might have been when my son was very young and I just needed to find a way to work out in between him uh, being awake and going to sleep. Single parent. I've had him with me full time since he was probably a year and a half. So I've always had to try and find a balance. I think that was probably around the only time that I ever figured out how to work out in the house, but I hated it. So now you fast forward 48 years old and I'm following this program. Now, the thing about the program is it's an over 40 shred program. So he creates this program for men that are over 40. And a lot of us that are over 40 don't want to admit to the fact that we are over 40. So we think we can still work out like we did in our 20s. Now, something funny, when I first started working out, then all the way into my Muay Thai training, we had this thing where we felt like you had to work out until you felt like you were going to die. And it was funny to us. It was like, <laughs> like if you didn't feel like you were on the verge of dying, you didn't work out hard enough. You had to be sitting there looking like somebody almost needed to call an ambulance. You would slap hands, get to your car, and you would still sit in your car for like another 10, 15 minutes. And anybody out there that's a gym rat, you know what I'm talking about. You know that feeling. You had to just work out until you felt like that was it, like you had nothing left in your tank. Well, the reality is at 40 years old, now if I'm working out to the point where I feel like I'm going to die, heck, man, uh, yeah, that, that's not a good feeling now. So now when I feel that way, I'm almost to the point to where, look, something's going terribly wrong. I'm going to uh, Kaiser. This is not right. So so what used to be our strategy and our method for working out, hey, work out until you feel like you're going to die. Now it's just like, dude, if I feel like something's not right, oh, man, this workout is done. I'm about to go sit down. And I, I, I'll catch up with you guys on the next round. I can't do it. I'm out of here. So, you know, it's kind of funny as you get older, some things change. So back to what I was really saying, I incorporate his workouts with uh, mental health therapy and then I add one more element because when I'm in therapy, they're just like, start getting outside more, try something different and keep in mind, uh, the workouts I'm doing now, they're all in-house and we're in quarantine. So it's not a lot of outdoor activity. So I said, you know what? I'm in a better headspace. I'm feeling better about myself. I'm going to take on another challenge. And this is when you know that you're starting to heal and things are starting to get better for you is when you're starting opening your mind and accepting new challenges. And now at first you were scared to get out of your comfort zone. Now you're looking for things to pull you out of your comfort zone. It's not even so much of a pull. Now you're kind of like jumping in and pushing yourself into situations that are not as comfortable as they, they would normally be for you. So in my situation, I just started to start uh, taking it running. Now, for me, running was never my thing. Even when we would train for a uh, competition, Muay Thai and so forth, I was one of those people who would rather do 9, 10, 11, 12 rounds of sparring, heavy bag work, anything, but to tell me to go outside and run. 
And this goes all the way back to when I was in high school. I remember the track coach tried to tell me or ask me about coming out to run track. And I was just like, I can't do it. He was like, well, you're always running here. You're running there. You know what I'm saying? Because I was always running late for class. I was always running. <laughs> so I think my speed was pretty good back then. And uh, his name was Glenn at the time. Glenn, for people who are in San Diego, Glenn over at Mount McGill. He tried to talk me to coming out for track. And I told him, I said, honestly, man, I, said, I can't do it. I said, because I can't just run indefinitely for no real reason. And I understand the reason is to win, come in first and so forth. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to train every day, run, and there's somebody out there who walks me. And I've been out here every day just running for no reason. I'll play football. Might even play basketball. But football was a sport of choice because every play you ran, you ran for a reason. If you played on defense, which was what I wanted and was playing was defense. So every time you got to hit somebody, you got to get involved. So I booed track completely. So you fast forward many years and with boxing and Muay Thai, it's so much running, but I hated running. Running for me was like a punishment. I would run with people and they would laugh and they would joke and they would just be so jolly like, hey, we're running <laughs> and asking each other, what did they do the night before? How was life? And I'm out there just laboring like, let's just get this over with point a to point b i was the guy that you would see in a group of people that would stop at the corner and when they stop at the corner there's a group of people that would still be jogging in place and running in circles and there was that one guy who just stood there looking like he was mad at the world i was that guy i was the guy who stood there looking like lord help me why am i here and how much further are we running away from the destination that we need to get back to because this is so not cool so you fast forward to now and I'm looking for a new challenge and I decided to go back to try and run. I go out there and I run and my first mile, I think people could walk that first mile faster than I ran that first mile. So my first attempt at I'm running a mile, I want to say it was probably 16 minutes of hell, 16 minutes of pain. <laughs> it was just terrible. It was one of those things. But now normally with my old mindset prior to the Funk Roberts programs, prior to the mental health therapy, I would have quit. I would have gave up. I would have been like 16 minutes. I'm done. I'm never coming back out. But at this point now, 16 minutes for me was something that was like, you know what? We can do better. We can do better. And your mind will believe what you feed it. So if you feed your mind a bunch of negativity, negativity negativity <laughs> that's what your mind is going to eat is a bunch of negativity and your body's going to react to what you're feeding your mind so i didn't quit i got up went back out there the next day sore as i was tried it again and every time i did it my time got better 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 to the point to where my sister was even shocked and she's a she's a dedicated runner that girl she's she's a dedicated runner her and her husband Man, they still, I think they run more in one day than I still run in a week. But my running has definitely gotten better. But she sent me a Garmin fitness watch for running. And that really kind of sparked another fire underneath me. So I was like, wow, my sister believes in me enough to support this whole running thing. Keep running. And so now, needless to say, I have my physical health in check, my mental health in check. I'm out here running. Things are so much better as far as health is concerned. I go to the doctors now. I get my checkups. My blood pressure is so low 
that I was on medication, still am, but now we're at least getting it down to where he's taking things away from the amount of medication I had to take when I was living so foul, uh, when I was living terribly bad. And I, I mean, when I say bad to the point to where I thought some of the things I did was normal, such as taking two scoops of pre-workout in the morning at 4.30 to work out. I get to my desk by 10 o'clock. I drink a tall can of Munster to help get me through the rest of my work day. I leave work. I go to another gym after work and take two more scoops of pre-workout. Now, this was at least three to five days a week. And let's not even talk about Saturday. That's also what led me to the hospital with heart problems, heart issues, blood pressure issues, to the point where when I went to the emergency room, the doctors in the emergency room told me, we can release you to go home. And this was after they finally got my blood pressure to stabilize. I think everything, uh, both numbers were close to 200 at that time. They finally got everything down somewhat to normal. But then as soon as it would go down, it would spike right back up. The scary part about it is I had not worked out in a week. So all of this was still going on without any of that stuff being in my system. Scary. Hella scary. So the doctor tells me at that point in time, you can go home. You can have you sign a paper. We don't recommend that you go home, but you can sign off, release yourself and go home. He said, but I'm going to tell you now, if you come back, chances are you're not going to come back under your own power. You're going to come back because we're being driven here. And hopefully we can help you by the time you make it here. Now, you don't have to twist my arm, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to get me to say, no, I don't want to go home. I was like, you know what? Just go ahead. Send me upstairs. Admit me because we need to figure out what's going on. They run all the blood work, the whole bit. And, uh, you know, there are some issues involved. And, and that's how I got stuck on medication to bring everything down. And along with my weight and all that, at that particular moment when that happened, I wasn't really overweight, but I was suffering from uh Monk Roberts knows this one. It was PMF. We refer to that as PMF, and I was the puffy muscle PMS. I'm sorry, puffy muscle syndrome. So PMS for men, puffy muscle syndrome, and that's when you run around thinking that you're hecka swole and that you're hecka muscly, but really you're over muscled, over bulked for what you should be doing. So while I'm in the hospital. And they're trying to hook up all these uh, tests and things to my chest. They're telling me that the readings that they're getting, it's being interfered with by the muscle mass that's on my chest. The blood pressure cup, they had to give me a larger blood pressure cup to fit around my arm because they're, they're you know, we used to brag back then about being in the 20 plus club with your arms. But when you're in the age of 40 and so forth, unless you really have a job that really involves you to be heck of swole, there's really no health reason for it at least in my eyes and for what I've learned from these doctors from following funk you know it's functional muscle and then there's show muscle I'd rather be functional so between his programs getting my mental health together running shoot you figure I started this journey like I say 265 was the last reported weight on the scale but I'd probably say 275 was at my highest now I walk around on a regular basis a year later I walk around between 215 and 220. And that's been consistent throughout the year. It hasn't gone up above 
if anything, it'll go down. 215 seems to be that threshold right now. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, health-wise, I feel much better. You know, I can walk around. I can jump. I can run. Although I did try to jump over a wall recently, and I don't think it has anything to do with weight. I think it's just purely about age because uh, a four-and-a-half-foot wall, five feet maybe, at 48 years old, that thing felt like it was 10 feet, y'all. It felt like... <laughs> Man, I had to do that throw one leg over, slide, and then drop down type routine coming back on the other side of the wall. And then the reason I jumped the wall was to go get something from the car as a shortcut just to find out what I was looking for was in the house. Ain't that about something? But (laughs) I can sit back and laugh at it now, but it was a heck of a morning. But I say all of this to say this. When it comes to your mental, your physical health is just as important. There's a certain feeling that you get, and it's those endorphins that kick in after a good, solid workout. And if you can get 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, start your morning with a strong workout. And it can be strong at your own pace, because understand, you're only competing with yourself. When you look in the mirror and you see that person, that's who you're competing with. When I went out there and first started running, I would look at people I would be so embarrassed because of how I was running. And then I really started picking it up just from counseling and everything. You're competing with yourself. And as long as you are making progress, 1% better every day, just 1%. I live by it. And I know there's also the 120% rule. And I look at that as effort. If you can improve yourself 1% each day, it's a beautiful thing. And you're only competing with yourself. Find a program. Find a routine. Get you an accountability buddy. You know, reach out to anyone that that you think might be able to help you. You know, and it's funny because if you go into therapy, sometimes in group therapy, you'll run into somebody there who's looking for the same thing as you. And that's someone to help keep each other accountable. And you guys are in the same program. You both understand where each person is coming from. You know what I mean? So... At the end of the day, man, you just have to look out for yourself and your health. Your health is your wealth. I mean, it's not based on the job title, your degrees. It's not based on any of that, how much money you have. When I say wealth, I mean as far as wealth, as far as your health, being rich within. Because when you have, you can have a job that pays you a million dollars, a million dollars a year, and still be miserable. Some of the happiest people I know make the least amount of money but mentally and spiritually and physically they are extremely happy and satisfied that's the main thing is they're extremely happy and satisfied from what it is that they're doing you chase that money sometimes you chase stress you have to give up a lot and sacrifice a lot depending upon what it is that you're after now if you can be part of that few and fortunate group that is able to get out there and find that dream job and it gives you that that peace while you're making that large amount of money then hey salute more power to you my thing is just don't sacrifice your health and your happiness and your mental side your mental mindset to chase a dollar that's all i'm saying there so just focus on your health man self-care self-love this month is mental health awareness month If you listen to this a few months down the line, Mental Health Awareness Month is May 1st. So uh, I'm really big on that right now because, man, uh, 
breaking that stigma and going to get help and asking for help, especially as a man. That was the best thing I could have ever done. So I encourage other brothers out there. If you feel like you need to talk to someone, you feel like you're in a dark place, please reach out, get help. You know, Funk Roberts, thank you for your programs and your plans. Uh, Kaiser, (laughs) Kaiser's therapy team, thank them for their assistance in that 30 days of intensive outpatient therapy. Uh, Shouts out to all my friends and family who have rode this roller coaster with me, who have seen me at my darkest, who are now riding with me as I'm in a much better headspace. And anyone that ever listens to this podcast, I thank you. And hopefully something I'm saying out there uh, resonates with you and says, hey, this guy fought it. He came through it and I, too, can do it. It's all about positivity. That's that's what it is. It's just trying to bring positivity to other people. Uh, so in closing, hey, look up my man Funk Roberts program. And this he also preaches upon mental toughness. And trust me when I say that some of the workouts he pushed you through, you have to be mentally tough and you will develop it over time because there are times where I feel like I want to get up and turn off my TV, but I also feel like this man is looking at me through that TV. <laughs> like I feel like at some point, like he's going to know I turned off this TV and stopped my workout early. You know what I mean? And even if he doesn't know, if you do that, man, the only person you're cheating is yourself. If you, if you do it. So you're only going to cheat yourself. You know what I mean? But really, just take time out, look into different programs, man. Reach out to things of that nature. Uh, reach out to his website. Reach out to your local uh, physicians, uh, therapists, anybody that can help you. All right, y'all. So I'm not going to overkill it with you guys. It's been a good time talking to you about my crazy fitness journey and Funk Roberts. And uh, I'll probably do another one just based on that mental health portion during COVID. I know things are opening up now. Me personally, in closing, I have closed out and canceled all my gym memberships. I do look uh, towards getting back to Muay Thai and boxing, not on a competitive level, but just for the interaction, muscle memory, pad work, and just because it's a passion of mine, I love it to death. But to everybody else out there, if you get back into the gyms, be safe. If you want to stay at home and get some good workouts in, look up my man's website, sign up, join. You can either catch him on YouTube, too, or just try out some of the workouts, look into that. If not him, just be healthy. Health is wealth, man. Health is wealth. Get your diet together and uh chew, man. Uh eat to live. Don't live to eat. All right. It's your boy Clayburn Jackson. Thank you for your time. I appreciate y'all. Have a good evening. Peace. Oh yeah, one more thing before I go. In the words of the great funk Roberts, you know what the workout is. Now get it done. Peace, y'all.